Coastal Carolina goes 10 and 0. The Steelers go 11 and 1. The Browns are sneaky. The Jets lose again. All of that and more on week 11 of It's Sportsis. Go Shawty, it's week 11. We go, go Shanti, go Shanti, go Shanti, go Shanti, go Chanticleers, go Shanti. Hey, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers coming through with a 10 and 0 lead. Christine, I, okay, so first of all, let me just back up, right? So we, I talked about this. I mean, so Coastal Carolina game day, college game day decided to go to Conway, South Carolina at coastal Carolina. And I last week made a huge deal on our Instagram story about it. I was like, so hyped. And at that time they were playing Liberty. Well, fast forward to Thursday because they decided, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday that they were going to Conway, going to coastal Carolina, um, college game day was, and then fast forward to Thursday cube, the QB for Liberty has COVID. So go figure, go, go figure Liberty, I don't know what kind of conversations were had, but Liberty pulled out of the game on Saturday and then BYU came in. So how this happens and why this happens is because BYU had a set schedule at the beginning of the year. And there are some colleges that aren't playing at all this year because of COVID. So they have a very weird schedule, just like NFL, just like NBA. And they're going to have some Saturdays, some game days that don't have games scheduled at all. So just so happened that this past Saturday for BYU was a vacant Saturday and they, before even confirming the game, loaded up their buses and started driving from Utah to Conway, South Carolina to play the coastal Carolina Chanticleers at prime time at 5 30 PM on college game day. It was so much fun to watch. Obviously I was not there. I had the most FOMO of anybody (laughs) And I was living vicariously through Sarah and her Instagram stories, but we were also FaceTiming. So I feel like I could at least be there whenever the Chanticleers won because that was epic. I mean, it came down to seconds. Christine, I still, you can still tell, like my voice is like a little bit hoarse. I was on like a really important meeting for work yesterday and I was apologizing. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was at college game day. It was an early day though. Like I, you know, I've, I've, watched college game day on ESPN, obviously, but I've never, this is my first time there. And I didn't realize obviously because it's 2020 and this was the first time that fans were actually allowed back into game day. There were quite a few stipulations around it, but we had to be there before 8am. Yeah, no, I mean, and you guys were up so late making your signs and then you had to wake up at the crack ass of dawn to get there. And then mind you, you're there by 8 a.m., but the game doesn't start until 5.30 p.m. So you've got all day. I mean, talk about a day, but it was a marathon. It was quite a marathon. And I'm a little bit disappointed because my sign we had a think tank, me, Crystal and Jess, um, the night before had a think tank of what we should put on our signs. And we decided on just a very simple go CCU. And then at, we always, we put at it sports this on all of our, all of our signs. And then Represent. the other, the other one, because Dustin Johnson, who just won the masters went to coastal Carolina and was the, um, celebrity picker for college game day, mm-hmm. but 
gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shot, which is a quote from happy Gilmore, right? So it said gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shot. And the real quote is gold jacket, green jacket, who gives an S H I T. So I put shant in there because the mascot for coastal Carolina is a Chanticleer. So it was kind of a rooster. Yes. A rooster. Which we just, I learned watching the story, watching game day, everybody was petting this rooster. It was, it was great. The rooster was like right in front of us. And I was like, I bet, I wonder what kind of tranquilizers they gave this rooster because it literally was just like sitting. I don't even understand how a rooster can be so well-behaved. Right. And then, you know, the animal side of me is like that poor rooster. I mean, same. And like everybody, they were like hitting its chest to like, get it to like, like hold its shoulders back. His name was Maddox. They were like, you know, hold your shoulders, shoulders back Maddox, like look tough. So anyway, the signed gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shot was a tug at Dustin Johnson, just winning the green jacket at the masters and a quote from happy Gilmore, which is gold jacket, green jacket, who gives an S H I T, but I subbed H S H I T for Shant because it sounds similar and it's the coastal Carolina mascot. Anyway, it was very, very, very clever. I thought it was clever too. And I it made it to coastal Carolina's Instagram. That's yeah. all that matters. I know, but and- I didn't make it to TV. The, the, well, no, they guy- did make it to TV. It's just the sunlight was beaming down on y'all so strong that yeah. every time the camera, it couldn't get into focus. So it's like your signs were white. Yeah. Yeah. I know see anybody's sign. It was hard. It was hard. But anyways, he definitely zoomed in and like the camera guy did on like multiple different, um, signs. But I think because mine had a like hint of a cuss word in it, he didn't want to put it on TV. So whatever. So so tell me what this means now for the Chanticleers. Where do they go next? Yeah. So that's a really great question. So the big question is, will the Chanticleers who are 10 and 0 among the only, like, I think four other teams that have played a full schedule are undefeated. There are obviously a few other teams that have played a very muted schedule that are undefeated, but um, of the undefeated schools, coastal Carolina is obviously the smallest and they don't have the strength of schedule that say Alabama has. Right. Um, so Auburn. are they going to go to the college football playoff? I, I read something the other day that said they had a 2% chance. So what's that dumb and dumber quote? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so there's a tiny chance. And I don't know, there's like so many things that would have to happen in order for coastal to make it into the college football playoff. But what would be huge for the Chanticleers for coastal Carolina was that if they would make it into a, what's called a new year's six bowl. Okay. So what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> So the new year's six bowls are made up of, so bowls are games. So bowl games and there's six of them. So there's the Rose bowl, the sugar bowl, the orange bowl, the cotton bowl, the peach bowl, and the fiesta bowl. And these six bowls, two of them are assigned the college football playoff semifinal. That's the Rose bowl and the sugar bowl this year. So whoever the four teams are that make the college football playoff will play either in the Rose bowl or the sugar bowl. And then the other four bowls are open for other teams to play in. And it's the orange bowl, the cotton bowl, the peach bowl, and the fiesta bowl. And these are the, just the most 
they're the most famous bowls, the most well-known they have all of the major announcers announce the games, all the major networks broadcast them. Um, the sponsorships are huge. So this is the big stage for bowl games are the new year six. So you're saying that there is a chance that coastal Carolina could be going up against Alabama. I'm saying there is a 2% chance that coastal Carolina could sneak their way into the number four spot, Christine. Yes. And they would play as of right now. Number one is Alabama. So Alabama would play a 2% chance coastal Carolina in one of those semifinal games for the college football playoff. The more, so when are we going to find out? Yeah. So college football selection is in two weeks. Um, so it's after everybody plays their, um, division championships, like the ACC championship or like in coastal Carolina's situation, it's the, uh, Sunbelt conference championship. So after that, I think it's the Tuesday after those conference championships, they have the committee sits down and they make their selections and the top four teams in the country go to the college football playoff and number one plays number four and number two plays number three. And then the winner of those two games plays each other in the college football national championship. So, wow. Again, 2% chance that coastal could make that playoff, but on go. Yeah. But being realistic, fingers crossed they make the peach bowl because the peach bowl is in Atlanta, like the Atlanta peach. So close. So close. And Jack Crystal's husband said, I wouldn't be too bougie if we were going to Atlanta and that we could run an RV. So, so you guys would all run an RV together. Um, okay. FOMO again. Can I meet you in Atlanta and just hop yes. on your RV? Perfect. Sounds great. Okay. Just fly okay. down. I was going to say DC is a huge airport. Dulles is a huge yes. airport. So is Atlanta. Atlanta I'm sure is like an hour fly. away flight. Perfect. Just hop on a flight. I'll, I'll pick you, you up in the RV and we can all go to the peach bowl together. It'll be so fun. All right, Chanticleers, I'm very excited about this. So don't let me down. They're Go playing to Troy. the Peach Bowl. Yes, they're playing Troy this weekend, which is a no-name school, so they should win. Um, and then their um, conference championship against Louisiana is the week after. So if they win out, which everybody is saying that they will, we'll see. Hopefully they go to the Peach Bowl. Well, so is there anything else that we need to talk about college football related? Or should we move right on into the NFL? I don't think so. I think we just need, I mean... Alabama, like we said earlier, is dominating college football. Clemson looks phenomenal. They beat my Virginia Tech Hokies. Um, Oh, this is kind of a funny story in college football. Um, Clemson, I was at the game, at the Coastal Carolina game, and one of my friends who went to Clemson texts me, and he's like, newbie move. And I was like, what? Because I knew that his school, Clemson, was playing my school, Virginia Tech. Right. He said that Clemson was driving down the field, and Virginia Tech sprinklers came on. Really? Yes. In the middle of the game. That's in the middle of the game. I still have not looked up the footage from it. I need to find a video and watch it. Was it being played in, in, uh, Blacksburg? Blacksburg. Yeah. In Blacksburg, which is where (laughs) Virginia Tech is located. This is rigged and freezing. It probably (laughs) was like snowing because it's so freaking cold up there. When the sprinklers come on, I'm sure it was like turning into sleep. But besides that, besides the sprinklers coming on, I'll find the video. I'll watch it. And obviously I'll post it for you guys on the story uh, on Instagram. I think that's it. That's all I've got for college football. So let's move into NFL. 
Yeah, so NFL, first things first, since it just happened last night, last night being Monday, the Steelers lost their very first game to the Washington football team, which, which nobody, anybody expected. Nobody could have predicted. Literally nobody could have predicted. It was, so first of all, I don't know who's playing who and where they're playing and what the schedules are. I'm all discombobulated because of COVID. COVID. So my husband comes home from work last night and he's like frantic trying to, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, the Steelers are playing the, the Washington football team right now. And I was like, what? We don't even have it on my Hulu live was not even what? showing the game. Yeah. So I ended up meeting, we went out. So did we, it. oh my God, what is wrong? And mind you, I'm in DC. So i Michael and I were like, golly, it's so loud in here. Why is everybody freaking out? Well, because we're in DC and everyone are huge Washington football team fans oh. and they're going nuts in this place that we were at. Because well, I, again, I mean, we've talked about this before, but two of our favorite people from Pan- the Panthers, the previous Panthers are now with the Washington football team, Thomas Davis and Ron Rivera. And so anytime that the Washington football team plays, I cheer for them. So it was awesome to see. I do feel bad for the Steelers, but yeah. they- now 11 and one, 11 and one. Ooh. And Alex Smith, which is the quarterback for the Washington football team. I'm not going to, he's been playing really, really well. And he's, it's only, you know, he's been out for two whole seasons, but did you see that he got a cleat to the ankle or something? Is he hurt? I, okay. 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 So I saw this picture and I, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of research on it, but in his non-broken leg. So he had, he had the, I think he compound fractured his, his, He like broke his leg in like a million different places. Correct. Right. So on the other leg, so not the one that had been broken, but the other leg, he got cleated. So one of the other players cleats went into his shin and running down his shoe, Christine, he has pads on, he has pants on, he has high socks on, and there was so much blood. It soaked through all of it. And it was running down his white cleat. What? When did that happen? How did I miss it? Maybe it was very graphic. So but what anyways, happened? I mean, is he okay? I'm I think he's fine. I'm sure he's just going to get like stitches and they're going to throw some, what do you, what do you call that thing that you put on your dog's claws whenever you cut them too short? Oh, quick stop. <laughs> <laughs> they'll throw, throw some quick stop on it on your wound. You'll be fine. Yeah. They'll throw some stitches in there and some quick stop and threw him back out on the field. And obviously he had a good game. They beat he the did. Steelers. So he's I been doing you, really, really well. And I think better. I think too that uh, the Steelers losing was a big deal um, because they were in the running to beat the 1972. The last time that somebody had a perfect season was back in 1972. It was the Dolphins Mm -hmm. who had the perfect season and Mm -hmm. they had a completely undefeated season all the way through the Super Bowl. So the Miami Dolphins um, 1972 players were they were sweating because they did not, they don't want their record to be broken. I, again, we're Carolina Panthers fans, but remember the year we went 15 and one, there was like a slight chance in our lifetime that the Panthers could have done that. But yes, since we're talking about undefeated teams and the Miami dolphins from the 1970s, Christine, let's talk about the complete opposite and completely defeated teams (laughs) in the New York jets. Oh, the New York jets. What they just love to lose and I <laughs> they gave up the one lead that I think they've had all season in the last I don't know what was it like five seconds left in the game yeah they lost to a Hail Mary 
So I watched this video, this highlight video, and I've been saying this since I watched this highlight video and I don't know where I got it. I need to probably quote it, but it said jets going jets. And it's like, <laughs> I could not have said it any better myself. Like the jets are going jets. Like they're just going to lose and yeah. they're going to find any way possible to lose. And they were playing the Raiders and there was 20 seconds left. And Matt Carr, who is currently on our grid as one of the players who lost to, um, Mahomes. Yes. Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. Um, he's the one who like looks super creepy, but he yes. is the quarterback for the Raiders. So he threw a hail Mary to his receiver caught game over jets lose. Well, they, I mean, there's a lot of like suspicion too. like, did the jets. So they did a full on blitz and a blitz is just whenever the defensive players, like they all rush the quarterback to yeah. get him down faster and to prevent him, um, or to increase the, um, probability that he'll throw the ball in a rushed state. So yeah. they blitzed the quarterback and all out blitz. And then, so they were like, did they just make that decision in order to lose so they can still get the first draft pick? Well, the, the defensive coordinator who made that call, Sarah got fired. Ooh. Yeah. He out, he gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, what happens too, and just as kind of like another educational piece. So when you blitz, when the defense blitzes, usually, yes, it rushes the quarterback to make a bad throw, but it opens up because you're putting more defensive players on the line to rush the quarterback. It opens up, um, one-on-one -on -one defensive or like man-on-man -man for the offense and the defense. So the offenders, are able to get open a lot easier than right. if they weren't to blitz and could double team the receivers. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And that's what happened because I mean, the wide receiver, uh, rugs, I believe his name is Henry rugs was wide. I mean, he had like a, a defender on him, but barely. Exactly. That's what I mean. These, these wide receivers are good. They can shake a single defender. You need to double team them, especially in this situation. So definitely a bad play, but see you later defensive coordinator. But what from one terrible team to one that's historically terrible, the Cleveland Browns, Sarah are surprisingly not doing so terrible this year. They're nine and three, Christine. And for those of you that don't know, that means after 12 games, they've won nine and lost three games. They are significantly okay so 2017 they had a jet season they had an 0 and right. 16 season and so in my mind the cleveland browns are always just going to be terrible but right. i am determined that the reason why they're doing so well is because baker mayfield's progressive commercials and i haven't been able to like connect the two yet but i just love his progressive commercials so much at so his progressive I. I love progress. I love his hashtag ad. Hashtag um, ad. I love his progressive commercial. Sponsor so us much. progressive. Yes. I would love, like, there's gotta be a way to connect his winning season, his amazingly winning season, mind you, his nine and three season with his progressive commercials because there's just too much amazingness going on in the universe for those two things not to be related. And rewind to Baker Mayfield um is the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Thank you. And, and early he, on in the season, OBJ, who's his like main receiver towards ACL. So he's been out all season. Right. And Baker too. I mean, he had one of the best games of his career last week, Sarah. And oh, so many people were talking mad crap to him. Like, 
you know, about the Browns because you, you know, people are just used to them being terrible. Correct. Well, his wife came out to his defense to all of his haters on Twitter. Like, because after his game, he did so well. He, she was like, bye, go away. Bye, like, haters. Bye, haters. Good for him. He, I definitely will say, I was not a Baker Mayfield fan when he was in college. He went to, I think, Oklahoma. He was just like, he was cocky, but it was very immature cocky, right? He would like make very obscene jokes about his genitalia. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> I love how you've got like a roundabout way of saying inappropriate things here. <laughs> I'm trying to keep us off that explicit rating on, on Apple podcasts. Yeah. Anyway, whereas now I feel like his personality is like able to shine through. People are getting to know him through his progressive commercials. His yes. amazing, and it's on his progressive commercials too. So I now, again, from being a Baker Mayfield hater from when he was in college. I love him now. So go Browns. I'm jumping on the Brown train. I'm hoping to see them in the playoffs and I hope they go far. And I also hope we see some more progressive commercials anyways. So on to the fun part, let's talk upcoming primetime games. So today is Tuesday. We (laughs) record our podcast on Tuesday and thanks to COVID we have a game on Tuesday night at eight at o'clock tonight. 8.05 PM. It is your husband's Dallas Cowboys versus the Baltimore Ravens. As I said earlier, Christine, I don't know who's playing, when they're playing, what week it is. If who, they're even going to play. If they're even going to play. Who's going to play once the team ends up showing up? Are there players that are going to be out? What time is it? What day is it? I mean, it's just a big disaster. I woke up today, literally thinking it was Wednesday all day (laughs) until I sent a text message. And I was like, wait a second. Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. What is happening? It's Tuesday and it is game day for the Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. So who you got? Oh, I'm definitely going for the Ravens. The Cowboys are brutal to watch. Sorry, Michael. I'm going for the Ravens. I got the Ravens too. All right. And this coming Sunday, um, we have the Broncos at the Panthers at one o'clock. Yeah. So honestly, Sarah, I mean, it depends on who's going to be out for COVID leave because the right now Panthers have a few players that are out on COVID reserve. Quite a few. There's like more than five. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. And the Broncos look pretty good. So I think I'm, do the Broncos have their QBs back? Weren't all of their QBs out on COVID and then they had like. I think so. Yeah. But they're, I, they're all back and their defense looked pretty good too. And they played the chiefs. So depending on how are looking at how they played against the chiefs, I'm going to go for the Broncos. Well, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be back for the Panthers, even though we're missing oh. DJ Moore and quite a few of our defenders per usual go right. Panthers. All right. 425, the Washington football team at San Francisco 49ers. But anomaly, go figure. The 49ers, since Santa Clara, which is where their stadium is located, is on complete lockdown again. The San Francisco 49ers are now playing in Arizona. So it's really the Arizona 49ers are playing (laughs) the Washington football team. So who you got? Uh, normally I would jump straight to saying the 49ers, but Washington just beat the Steelers on Monday. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. I got the Washington football team too. go Thomas Davis, go Ron Rivera. All right. And then 8 20 PM. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Buffalo bills. Steelers coming off that loss. 
Sorry, Nicole. I love you. I'm going with the Steelers. Okay. So I feel like the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, are like the Panthers 2.0. Their head coach was our offensive coordinator. They've got so many of our old players. So I agree with you, Christine. I think the Steelers are going to be out for blood, but yeah. I'm going to cheer for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, shoot. I got the Buffalo Bills. All right. And last but certainly not least, Monday, December 14th, we've got the Baltimore Ravens again. I feel like the Ravens have been all over prime time. So we've got the Baltimore Ravens at our Baker Mayfield's progressives, Cleveland Browns. Who you got? So in my opinion, I think the Browns are doing, they keep getting better. The Ravens just keep playing worse. So I think that the Ravens don't have good momentum right now because of all the rescheduling because of COVID and bloody bloody. I'm going with the Browns. I got the Browns too. Let's go Baker Mayfield. I love your progressive commercials too much to root against you on Monday night. So make it happen. Well, that wraps up episode 11 of It Sports Says. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you guys dearly. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.